Hi, Emily. Hi, Jennifer. We've been talking for 45 minutes and just started recording. <laughs> um, but, you know, Clit might be happy about that because... Yeah, I was just going to say, the fact that we didn't record that 45 minutes of bullshit is our Christmas gift to Clint. You're welcome, Clint. Though, Yeah, just a couple months late or many months early, depending on how you look at it. He did beg us not to do another season, so... So, well, we had to not give in to all of his demands. Don't worry, Clint. We ignored his main request, which was, please, no more, uh, and are giving him a small pittance instead. Here, we didn't record 45 minutes of stuff you don't want to listen to. Exactly. Yeah, he loves us. I mean... He just, he sits all alone in his big studio apartment that's in downtown Reno, it's so fancy, and he listens to our episodes as he edits them, and he laughs and cries and goes, oh, oh Jennifer and Emily, you're my best friends. Uh, and it's dark, and uh, the only light is the glow of the computer screen as our levels go up and down. Is this the beginning of a horror movie? <laughs> yes. The other part of Clint's apartment is that there's dirty clothes all over the place, uh, which I'm going to say in here because one time when we were in undergrad, and I feel like I told this story before, and he cut it out. It's like, there are definitely times where I'm like, my bathroom should be eaten and it's the cleanest place in my house <laughs> so i i have a question mm -hmm. so you've done quite a bit of traveling what was like the strangest to you because you know we all have to understand this is coming from a culture shock perspective the strangest like food that you have experienced in your travels hmm i have an answer but also, we didn't do the intro. Do you just want to record this, and then Clint can cut it and reorder it? Yeah, I figured just let you give the answer, and then we could jump into intro, but we can do it now. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Jennifer. And this is All Things Terror, a research podcast where we bring you tales from science, history, and true crime that will spookify you forever. I, li I like spookify. Yeah. I, uh, we talked last time that spooky seemed to be our word, so I brought it back in for season four. Or was it spook spooky? Spook what? S P O O P K Y Spoop Oh key. Spoopy 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 Fi Spoopy Fi We will spoopify you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, season four, baby. Is it really season four? It is really season four. And somewhere in the beginning of season four we're gonna hit our fiftieth episode. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. We need to get some cheap champagne for that episode. It doesn't feel like we've done anywhere near that amount of work. <laughs> uh, and Clint is listening to this with shaking hands going, yes, yes, it does feel like that. <laughs> All right, so. So even though I'm a vegetarian, I, a lot, I will make an exception uh, for a unique cultural event, um, which usually happens when I travel and it's like, 
I'm learning about this culture. I want to be part of it. I, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And most of those have resulted in um, some very weird foods. Uh, when I was in Ireland with my family, me and my brother were eating these sausages that had like, you could see oats in it. And we were like, these are delicious. My mom and my sister hated it, but me and my brother loved them. And we didn't know what they were. And we we're like, they, maybe they're vegetarian sausages. And we later found out it was blood pudding, <laughs> black pudding, which is like sausage made from blood. And it was so good. Like, I actually should start introducing myself as like I'm a vegetarian except for black pudding if I could eat black pudding in the U.S. I would probably eat it every morning like it is so delicious um and when I went to Austria I learned what black pudding was in German so that if I saw it on a menu I would recognize it and order it because I love it um that's a weird one in Mexico I've eaten bugs um, I've eaten ant larvae and I've eaten, um, chapulines, which are like, uh, uh, grasshoppers that are just like kind of fried, I guess. So you kind of eat them like popcorn. Um, and I've eaten this like mole sauce that was made out of flying ants. Actually, if you watch Chef's Table on Netflix, um, there's one with Chef Enrique Olvera and his restaurant Puro, and that's where I ate that. So, like, the dish that they show in that is the thing I ate. Um, that's probably, like, the weirdest foods. I think bugs are usually take the list. I thought that I ate horse in Italy, and then my friend Natalie was like, no, we never ate horse. So I was like, okay, I guess I imagined it. I definitely remember seeing horse meat in the grocery store, and now I kind of regret that I didn't try it, especially because I hate horses. Um... <laughs> But that's probably it. I mean, no foot tacos thus far in my life. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, really. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk to you about our cheese vacation. Oh, oh, we haven't mentioned this in a long time, but it is living forever in my heart. So, um, there's a there's a cheese called Kazu Marzu. Kazumarzu, okay. It is a traditional Sardinian sheep's milk cheese uh, that starts out as a pecorino. And (gasps) a pecorino is just basically a hard cheese, right? Yeah. Also, I think I know what this is, maybe. (laughs) Keep it together. I know. I'm trying. But um, the thing about it that makes it special is the one extra... Very traditional Sardinian ingredient, which is live insect larvae. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. It starts as a as a pecorino. Uh, wait, wait. So when you eat it, are the bugs are alive still? You like pick up a piece of cheese on a cracker, and there are little bugs in it, or are the bugs like dead? When you're eating it. I'm going to pause you on this, because I will get there. Uh, I have a sense of foreboding that I think it's the answer I don't want. So they, they make, the, they make the, the pecorino, so we have sheep's milk, hard cheese. They pull the crust off of it and either allow the flies to lay their, their eggs, 
um, and hatch the little maggots, or they're sometimes just placed in the cheese. It depends. Um, but then they take this cheese and they hide it away in a dark place, and the larvae then eat. Hide it. I'm sorry. Hide it away in a dark place like the abomination that it is. Correct. <laughs> Where it belongs. <laughs> away from everyone's line of sight. Yeah, so no one can see the horrible things that you're doing to Cheese, who never did anything to you but love you. <laughs> it was there when no one else was. Yeah. And then you just pollute it with maggots. And then this is how you thank it for its service to humanity. Exactly. So they put, they put it in there, and the larvae start to consume the cheese, and then they basically poop out the cheese, because we don't not ever talk about poop on this show. It's true. Season four, we're going to keep all our promises to you. Old-timey diseases, poop. Cheese. Uh, Off-topic to- <laughs> off tales that Clint hates. Cheese. <laughs> the, the classics, really. Yeah, the staples of this podcast. <laughs> the adventures in Emily being a trash panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which are way more interesting than me being like, well, I cleaned my house today. I'm a, I'm a functioning human being. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> so anyways, um, the larvae eat the cheese, poop the cheese out several times. They're just eating and pooping and eating and pooping. Until I mean, basically not a bad job. Right. I mean, it's a good life for the maggots. Yeah, good, good, nice work if you can get it. Uh, well, there's a price to that, but we'll get there. So basically they do this until the cheese is soft and there's some liquid. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ, no. Because they, they're essentially decomposing the fuck out of that cheese, right? So it goes to their digestive system. Um, the high level of acidity in their system means that their excrement has a little bit of acidity too, and it just like goes through this eating acid breakdown process, you know, as though it were a cadaver. A cheese cadaver. Oh, a cheese cadaver. I mean, my first thought when you say cheese cadaver is not, it's like a piece of cheese shaped like a man, like when they have like man shaped cakes at a. Uh, bachelorette parties like that but cheese but this is a much sadder cheese cadaver (laughs) it's a real cheese cadaver it's a real cheese cadaver so basically at this point there's just like thousands of you know they lay thousands of eggs so you have thousands of maggots in there i mean it's like a spa for them yep and then you know thousands of larvae because you know the cycle continues. So in, so it, this is how you eat it, which is you put a very thin slice on a piece of this type of bread that's a little bit moistened. Mm-hmm. And then you put it up to your face and you bite down on it. But you have to cover the bread and the cheese. Do you know why, Emily? Um... I am afraid that the answer is because the maggots will jump into your nose and burrow into your brain or something really terrifying. Because you're supposed to eat it with the live insect larvae, and the <laughs> larvae has will jump away up to, like, 15 centimeters if disturbed. So <laughs> not, not only do you have to eat this cheese that is conceptually just fucking disgusting 
It's it's really just like larvae diarrhea. <laughs> right. Which I'm going to, uh. yeah, because I want to talk about this taste too, and that's related to that. But then, you know, add the, you know, the, uh, the fun of going in to eat the bread and you have to shield your eyes from, you know, jumping larvae. Uh, why would you do this to cheese? <laughs> and so they, they talk about the flavor and they, everyone talks about like, well, it's really unique. It's really rich. It kind of tastes like gargonzola, but you think about it and that's just really the flavor of, you know, insect poop. The flavor of insect poop is gorgonzola. <laughs> Interesting. I will never be able to think of gorgonzola the same again. I mean, like, you know, blue cheese is blue cheese. It does, we all know what that is, and it's a little bit, you know, it's squeaky, but... It's mold, yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, less horrifying to me than the idea of, like, eating live insect larvae. So... Yeah, the problem with me is not that the insects are involved, it's that they're not dead when they're involved. <laughs> right. So, here's a thing that some people do. They will... I don't want my food to move in my mouth of its own volition. So, if you um, are eating this, you're supposed to eat a cheese that still has the living insect larvae in it. Like, if you get the cheese and it has, like, the whole cheese has dead insect larvae at that point it's considered bad which like like really that's oh, your measure okay. of bad <laughs> I, I mean i'm glad that they have some standards here <laughs> like it's like i mean does it really make that much of a difference but i trust them you know they've been eating Apparently, this cheese for a long oh, time that's that's not fresh <laughs> but should you prefer to not eat them live like they still have to come from a cheese that has the live larvae. You can put them in a bag, like they'll put them in a, like a some type of bag and suffocate them, and then pull out okay. the cheese. You know, no alive larvae, and then eat the cheese. But still, I I might try that, but I don't know if I could do live insects in my mouth. Well, let's talk about this. So I'm I'm going. Oh. There are four horrors to this. For me. No. Um, so I just want to do a recap. Horror one. Conceptually, the cheese isn't is the stuff a nightmare, right? Um, right. Two, larvae jump at you. Yeah, I don't, I mean, in like again, in most cases in the world, a bug jumping at your face is like makes people freaked out so to like purposely do this or like bugs in your food is literally a nightmare scenario so to pursue it is sort of like i mean i feel like that meme that's just like this is white people nonsense <laughs> maybe um three there are actual risks to eating um live maggots what no yes. oh so shocked. <laughs> right. Um, they, you don't say. <laughs> so the larvae maggots things have the capacity to survive the acidity of the no. stomach environment. And I don't like that. can make it into your intestines. And of course what they'll no. do is they will burrow in and cause <laughs> lesions. Does everyone here know what lesions are? They are parts, like, they're, like, holes. Yes. How do those holes get there, do you body. think? 
Uh, well, parasites are like an ulcer, maybe? They're... Is it... They're just tell me. I, my mind is inventing horrible things. They, they eat you a little bit. They eat you a little bit. Oh, cause some, cause some, cause some lesions. <laughs> I mean, fair. You ate them. They're like, well, I'll eat your intestinal lining. Sure. I mean, but just a little bit. But no, just like a little bit. They will go in and as a treat. Right. They so they will burrow in and cause lesions, and that mm-hmm. causes you know uh, different types of cascading issues. So, yeah, no shit. So that's horror three for me. <laughs> but the, there's another one. The, number four is the one that gets me the most. Like the rest of this, it's like, you know, I talk about this. I knew you would love it because it's cheese. We talked about cheese vacation. It's totally gross, and you know how I feel about bugs. I love bugs. So it's got like. Yeah, but this is. This is. Is this testing the limits of your love for bugs? I mean, no, and like, I don't blame them. They're just doing what they do, but. It is gross. This cheese is gross. So I can get over all that, but level four here of horror for me is the thing that makes this truly terrifying, which is, so you can't, like I have eaten a lot of stuff that was not appealing to me or and drank a lot of things that was not appealing to me. And basically how I got through it is, you know, you, you mute your taste buds by like holding your nose or you just, you know, get it in there and swallow it down quickly. You cannot yeah, do we've that. All, we've all been children with cough medicine. Right. <laughs> you cannot do that with this cheese. In order to prevent the complications of le- of eating live insects, um, well, particularly these um, larvae slash maggots, you have to really chew the cheese so like if you take that bite of bread no you could you have to squish all the bugs yes you have to make sure that they are all dead before you swallow so you really have to savor the moment in this experience so this legitimately sounds like a form of torture like they're like you we're gonna force you to eat this and you have to chew it because if you don't they'll burrow into your stomach Ooh. Yeah, so this is, you know, the four levels of horror for me, but that last one is, like, the kicker. It's like, you can't even just get it over with. Yeah, that is really bad. There's no there's no carpe diem in this. <laughs> this is a very, like, psychological fear situation. Like, this is a psychological torture that you really have to psych yourself up to to get into it. Like, this is, this is a lot. Like, I very much want to talk to someone who didn't grow up eating this who eats it and like how did you get over it yeah prepare yourself mentally to do this and i guess like i mean i have to pause here and say like yes it's weird to me because i've never eaten it but at the same time it's like i don't know this is i'm pretty adventurous when it comes to food but this is just like a hard stop for me. I don't think I could do it. That's how I feel. I feel like I would be all brave and talking shit, be like, yeah, I'll eat it, I can do it. And then I'd see the bugs like moving in the cheese and be like, I cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was all false bravado. I cannot do this. Well, I think we, so both you and I have tried different types of insects and it's very different. Like when they're fried or like coated yeah, in I mean, chocolate. 
or like hidden in a sauce. The first time I had the chapulines, I really wanted to try them. I knew that this was something that like I could possibly find on this trip. And I like held one up and it looked, it's just exactly like an insect. And I felt myself being like, oh no, I don't know if I can do this. And I just threw it in my mouth really fast. See? Because I was like, the first time is going to be the worst. Uh, and it was it was fine. It was okay. Emily, you can't do that. There's no throwing the cheese in. There's none of that with this, which is, yeah, there's no, like, down the hatch. If I don't like it, it's okay. Oh, wow. So That's so intense. <laughs> I really... I'm, I'm, I'm feeling stressed out, honestly. I'm feeling very stressed out about this story. Like, you're like, I have some in the kitchen. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) Why did you have to bring it? Right. This is causing me so much distress. Please drop it. (laughs) Well, I started on this journey, like, looking up different types of, like, gross, weird, or dangerous foods. Yeah. And I, I picked a couple out, but then I found out about this cheese, and I was like, no, this is this is my headliner. This is all I really need to talk about because it's just there's just so much about it that's that's just terrifying and like I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about like trying to imagine what that looks like, what that experience is like. I know. I will say I forgot one other weird food that um when you asked me earlier, but thinking about weird or dangerous food when I was in Prague I had steak tartare, which is literally just like raw meat. And maybe it's just like growing up in the States. I don't know. But like raw meat, my mom is always like, it's really dangerous. Like, don't eat it. Don't look at it. Wash your hands. And I was thinking like, this is going to be disgusting. And I, whatever, I'll try a bite. It was so fucking good. I could not believe how good it was. And I like kept eating it. I was like, I'll eat this all day. This is so delicious. And then the fact that I was, like, eating raw meat and loving it, I was like, I'm basically a wolf right now. Like, <laughs> Emily, Emily, Emily. Jennifer. Were you hungry? <laughs> like, the wolf? Uh, I was. I'm <laughs> lost on the town. I'm searching around. I was on the hunt for you, but I just settled for eating steak tartare instead. <laughs> Also, I realized that those are what I think the lyrics are, and I might be wrong. <laughs> We've also just lost, like, 20 listeners, so. And Clint. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a couple other things. Um, you know, uh, every everyone knows about, like, fugu is, like, whatever. But um, have you heard of, and this is going to be a terrible pronunciation, uh, Sanak? G Sanakji. No. It's wriggling octopus. It's like a really popular Ooh, Korean dish. Oh no. This is in my like favorite dangerous foods. So it's interesting because like um they're like, you know, small octopus or whatever, or baby octopus, it's unclear to me which one it is, but you know, they chop off the legs. But they're still wriggling as a delicacy, and you go to eat it, and um, it's dangerous because the little, you know, suction cups can latch, like, since it's still, like, moving and stuff, 
it can latch onto the back of your throat and basically choke you. And I saw an estimate of anywhere between six to eight people die each year uh, via choking trying to eat this octopus dish. Um, I mean, again, good on the octopus. But I also old boy, that. if you haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, I have not. Uh, so I don't know what that means. But, uh, gross. Okay, listeners, imagine old boy. Emily, please watch old boy. If it's available on streaming, yes. If it's not, it will never happen. It's probably on streaming. So then, um, <laughs> I like this because, you know... In other countries, you have, you know, maggot cheese. Yeah. Sorry, maggot cheese cadaver. And yeah, cheese, cheese cadaver on bread. <laughs> suction noodles of death in Korea. And uh, do you want to know what dangerous foods are in America? Uh, I mean, my first answer is going to be like McDonald's, which has 5,000 calories in a diet burger or whatever, but I'm assuming that's not what you mean. Nope. Uh, I'm going to say hot sauce. So the American Academy of Pediatrics lists hot dogs as a dangerous choking hazard for children. 17% of food-related choking for children under 10 are due to hot dogs. Yeah, my mom, again, gangster poo, weirdly, uh, growing up, I don't know why she fed us hot dogs, I don't know if she's ever eaten a hot dog in her life, but, like, well into my teens, if hot dogs became part of our meal, she would, like, cut them up into, like, quarters, like, rounds, like, the size of a quarter, and then cut that into fours, and she said that she worked, um with adults with developmental disabilities and delays and she saw someone choke on a hot dog and she was like ever since then she just would always cut up our hot dogs um yep they can just run right up in there and choke you i guess a hot dog is like exactly the windpipe of a child (laughs) it fits just right in there huh i mean but we can't blame kids so but this is a, a dangerous food in America. Would you like to know dangerous foods for Americans that are not children? Oh. Are you ready? Yeah, I do really want to know. I'm trying to think of things, and I am just thinking of things that might make your stomach explode. So Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not food, Emily. I mean, not with that attitude. <laughs> So this is a plague of the middle class. Um, It's really just disrupting a lot of American kitchens and millennial kitchens, but especially middle class kitchens. And it's a condition known as avocado hand. Oh no, what? A lot of people end up in the ER because they don't know how to cut avocados. So go to cut the avocado not know what to do with the pit, try to cut the pit. They're literally trying to cut the pit out with a knife and they end up cutting their hands. Oh no. So for those again, just to reiterate something I said earlier, white people nonsense. (laughs) For real. So just FYI, everyone out there, either scoop the pit out with a spoon or if you want to do it like the chefs do, you know, Set the piece of avocado that has, you know, the pit in it down 
and then hit your knife into the pit very hard and then pull it out using one hand with the knife and the other hand holding the avocado as you pull the pit out. Yeah, that's how I always do yep. it. Uh, I don't know why I literally never thought to use a spoon. But yeah, you just whack it in there with a knife, give it a little twist, and it just pops right out. That's how you remove an avocado pit. Just FYI. Yeah. You're welcome, America. Would you like yeah. to, Would you like to know... The other very dangerous food in America for not children. I mean, listen, now I'm thinking it's all, like, stupid things. Um, is it, like, a Hot Pocket burning you? I mean, that is pretty dangerous. And, you know, it's the same thing with sadness, pizza rolls. You either get frozen or lava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, the other one is similarly related to avocado hand, and that is... The bagel hand. No, people can't slice bagels. There's roughly, um, like, 1,800 to 2,000 people end up in the emergency room every year because they don't understand how to cut a bagel. So, again... Also, you know, you can buy bagels pre-cut. Even nice ones from bagel shops, they will pre-cut them for you. So... (laughs) Again, a service to the world. You place the bagel f- flat down on a cutting <laughs> board or whatever surface. You use a bread knife while placing one hand on top of the bagel, and then you slice across the bagel yeah, cut, with cut a bread horizontally. knife. Horizontally. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, you cut horizontally. Um. So yeah, so you know, Sardinia, we have you know cadaver cheese, dangerous. Um, Korea, <laughs> food that tries to. Eat, I mean, these are basically two types of foods that try to eat you back, and in Korea, it literally yeah, attacks is, you. They're they're actively fighting back. Like you killed my father, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and in America, we literally just can't use knives. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, uh. This is the perfect encapsulation of America, I think. <laughs> I The only other thing I've heard, I saw the dollop live. And uh, if you don't know the dollop, you will love it if you like this podcast. Um, Gareth Reynolds said, America, if it didn't happen yesterday, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty accurate <laughs> motto. But uh, America, other countries have foods that actively try to kill you. We just can't use knives. <laughs> It's true, we can't. Oh, Jesus. I, how do people allow white people and Americans to make any decisions? Like, this is, this is like, people just need to give us sippy cups and, like, those little plastic safety utensils and be like, all right, now go color in the corner with your friends. I'm not going to lie, but I do find a sippy cup and a coloring group pretty appealing. Yeah, I uh, I was at a bar, did I tell you this, uh, in Baton Rouge uh, that, I believe it was called the library, and um, it was open late, and it was kind of like a divey, but like respectable dive kind of institution place, and it was run by this like owner woman who had insanely ripped arms named Pam, and if you spilled your drink, she would give you your drink in a sippy cup. And I was like, that seems not real. Uh, And I was there and I like knocked my glass and caught it. 
but I only spilled a little bit. Uh, so I was just like, oh, could I have a napkin? And she like nodded, took my drink away. And I was like, what the fuck? Came back, gave me the napkin and my drink was in a sippy cup. And I was like, well, this is true. And I've achieved it. <laughs> and I like went outside where my friends were like on the little patio situation. And they were like, what? How did you get that? And I was like, I spilled my drink. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I'm. it's supposed to be a punishment, but I kind of love it. Like, <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> and now you have a really great story to tell everybody. Yeah, so uh, shout out to the library in Baton Rouge and Pam. Place is awesome. I'm, I'm going to just say this. I'm not sad that I didn't see you in baton rouge because it's baton rouge yeah overall it sucks <laughs> but um that seems like that would have been a worthwhile trip yeah absolutely. to that bar it, it, yeah it if you're ever driving through uh it's right by the campus too it's right by lsu's campus so like you get it it's like a pun you're like what are you doing tonight and you're like oh i'm going to the library and people think oh she's studying she's not she's going to the bar <laughs> um but yeah if you're ever in the area go uh go check it out spill your drink see if you uh you still get a sippy cup <laughs> well that is that's all i have for you um maggots and cheese cadavers and yeah i was trying to you know that's that's what your all things terror hosts are made out of <laughs> maggots and cheese we're cheese cadavers filled with maggots yeah, it's like the snips and snails and puppy dog tails, but this time it's maggots and cheese cadavers and tales about poop. But we That's what Emily and Jennifer are made of. At least neither one of us have cut our hands because of avocados or bagels. No, only because of washing blenders. <laughs> okay, that's real though. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season four. This is just the beginning, everybody. Mm -hmm. Now goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. All Things Terror is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever. I'm going to say in here because one time when we were in undergrad and I feel like I told this story before and he cut it out.
we were like watching a movie at his house and I went to the bathroom and I came back out and I was so mad. I was like, Clint, you will never get laid if you leave dirty underwear all over your bathroom. I was so mad at him. Uh, but this is now like anytime I'm like, oh, we can do it at your house. Can we do it at your house or should we meet up at your house? And he was like, well, let me pick up my dirty underwear first, like getting all sassy about my past sass. I mean, Emily, you're never going to get laid if you leave dirty underwear all over your bathroom. I mean, that's why I leave it all over my bedroom, because by the time they see it, it's too late. <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, you ha I have gone into your bathroom and have seen clothes on the floor and towels and occasionally bras hanging from the bathroom. But that makes sense, because if you're a lady, you know why the bras are in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But never dirty underwear. Yeah, see, I have standards. I may be a raccoon trash human, but even raccoon trash humans have standards. Well, those those all seem like logical things to be in a in a bathroom to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I there's a pizza just... box in there. <laughs> not usually, no. <laughs> Although the other day I was like working out and I came home and I needed to shower and get ready because I was going to go meet up with some people. So I kind of had to be quick, but I was like, I'm starving. And so I had like a tortilla with salsa on it. And I was eating this in the bathroom as the water warmed up. And I was like, oh, this is slightly too much salsa. So I just like dripped salsa into the sink, the bathroom <laughs> sink, and like ate it up, took a shower, you know, got ready real quick, left came back later that night and i was like oh my god did i bleed in my sink and then i was like nope that's salsa <laughs> so part of me is like you're an animal and the other part of I me am. is like i kind of want to eat cold pizza in the bathtub now i mean the thing is is it's like the first time you hear someone talk about a shower beer and you're like oh my god what's wrong with you and then you're like you get curious and you try it and you're like no i get it it is kind of awesome Speaking and really, if you think about it, your bathroom and your kitchen are probably the places that get cleaned the most. Like, there are definitely times where I'm like, my bathroom should be eaten in. It's the cleanest place in my house. 